This is Indie Business Podcast, Episode 45. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I'm your host, mentor, and coach, Donna Maria, the founder and CEO at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. My goal is to help makers and creative entrepreneurs build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. On this episode, I will introduce you to Christina Wentrum of Soap Seas in Redondo Beach, California. Before we dive in, I want you to know that I recorded this episode at my mother's dining room table on a day when her alarm malfunctioned and my children had just started summer vacation. Please be forgiving when you hear a few beeping sounds in the background and my son's squeal at the end as he ran a home run on his PS4 baseball game. As you know, one of the things the Indie Business Network and me personally is all about is building a business around your life. So this is just a real life example of how I do that. Hey, and the show must go on, right? (laughs) So now on to Christina. At the time of this recording, Christina's business is just 12 months old, and you will be amazed and inspired by how far she's come and how she's putting it all together. Not only does she have a robust online business, but she is finding it hard to keep up with that because she's so busy in her local community. In just the past year, she's created a local business-to-business customer base that rivals those that have taken others years to build. You'll love hearing her story and how she's growing in this episode. You can get a summary for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash 45. I can't wait to introduce you to Christina Wenstrom of Soap Seas in Redondo Beach, California. But first, this podcast is brought to you by the Indie Business Network, the online entrepreneurial mentoring and coaching network, helping makers and creative entrepreneurs launch, manage, and grow a sustainable and profitable business. You can find out more today and join at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. And now let's welcome Christina Wenstrom of Soap Seas in Redondo Beach, California. Christina Wenstrom from Soap Seas in Redondo Beach, California. Welcome to the Indie Business Podcast. Oh, thank you, Donna Marie. I'm so excited to be a part of this. Well, let me just tell you, the first time I saw you was on Instagram. Okay. And one of the things I noticed was wherever you were taking pictures was places I wanted to be. Oh, that's sweet. Yes, because, you know, you're you're in Redondo Beach, you're in a beautiful part of the country, and your brand is Soap Sea. So I immediately knew you were a girl after my own heart because you love the beach. Yes, I'm, I'm definitely a beach girl. And um, my business uh, shows that definitely I wanted my business and where I live to be connected in that way. Well, it's a wonderful connection. And we're going to take a deep dive into it for in a little bit. But tell us first, Christina, how did you start your business? What's the story behind the Soap Seas brand? So behind the Soap Seas brand, um, before I actually she uh, created the brand and even being a soap maker you know I've I've been in the medical field and the hospitality field before so I've always loved to help people um, and I always felt I shined whenever I was involved in um, a social gathering and I just get really excited about the things I'm passionate about and I started making my own soaps because I would always go to all these 
local festivals, you know, up and down the coast. And I went to this one festival in particular up in Carpinteria, and there is this lady there, and she had this gorgeous display of all these beautiful soaps. And I was really intrigued because I started talking to her, and she said that she created every single one of them from her kitchen sink, and um, she just knew that she wanted to expose this to you know, the masses. And I just felt really inspired that one person could do that. And I was also a big fan of, you know, the bath, bath product company. Um, I'm sure everyone knows Bath and Body Works. Mm -hmm. So um, I would always be that chick going into the Bath and Body Works, getting the new scents and all that. But then it started, you know, um, coming up with, you know, ingredients that they use. And I just was being more of aware of what I was putting on my body. So with that awareness, and then going to these festivals and seeing this woman, you know, make her own spread of her own products, I figured, you know, there has to be a better way. And I would really love to regulate what goes onto my bath products and onto my body. So from there, I just started researching I took soap classes soap classes turned into books books turned into YouTube videos YouTube videos turned into soap groups and then it just snowballed that is such an amazing story and so you had a full-time job when you started along this little hunt of yours right Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I definitely um, was doing, uh, you know, I had like two different lives pretty much. So take us to the time through the time frame there. You you had a job. You met this lady in Carpinteria. You were totally inspired. What year was that? And then bring us forward to today. I probably once once my curiosity bit, it was probably around 2013. Probably around like the, I, I believe it was this in the summer, the tail end of 2013. So from 2013 to about 2014, the end of 2014 was when I was just creating and doing it as a hobby and just learning, you know, the trade and the skill. And I was approached by my sister who got um, engaged. And she wanted me to do her wedding favor soaps. And so, you know, I'm completely nervous, um, really reluctant. You know, at this point, I've only just been doing it for myself and maybe some family members for gifts. But I took on the challenge. And over 150 soaps later, everyone gave me such a great response. And it was such positive feedback. And everyone loved them. And it was this treasured you know, charming piece of the wedding that everyone adored and everyone really pushed me into doing this professionally. So, I mean, it's all about support and my family definitely gave me all the support in the world and through that gave me that little, you know, fire igniter and I, at that, right after her wedding, I started researching all the to-dos about businesses and, and how to get my license, my permits. And I wanted to make sure everything was legit. And look at you now. So it's 2016. Have you have you quit your job or are you still working your job? Yeah, I, I ha I'm in a transitional point actually at the moment. Um, I do still, I do still have um, another job. I'm involved in marketing as well. So um, that's what's definitely helped 
self-propel with my business, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone's interested in that, I, I definitely have a great company with that. So, but my main, my main, uh, my main gig definitely is soapsies for sure. I'd say about you know sixteen to sixteen hours out of my day is about soapsies. Okay, and so you know, girl, we, we're all about entrepreneurship here. We have to ask about that other business. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so um, I, I'm involved with a local marketing um, uh, firm. It's called Localista Media. Um, we do websites. We do um, marketing material. Uh, we have our own magazine. So it's definitely given me um, uh, another side to to looking at, you know, um, what what it takes to really get someone's attention with your business. So you're doing both of these. Are they both your businesses? No, Localista Media is um, is is a company that I work for. Okay, and then but Soapsies is all mine, all mine. <laughs> so t- tell us about how that works. Okay, sixteen hours a day, Soapsies. Sometime you must be sleeping. Other times <laughs> I hope you're out enjoying the beach, which is what you really love. And then yeah. you have localista marketing. So tell us a little bit how you how you work all that together in a in a given day. Right. So um, usually after I wake up, and you know if I can get in like a beach walk, it would be you know uh, great. And after that, you. I do my creating. I'm making my orders. Um, right now, I'm involved in a lot of private custom orders, so I have to do a lot of my creating right in the beginning of the day. Um, I go over all my inventory, and then uh, throughout the afternoon is when I deal with either clients or I set up appointments. Um, I I definitely am always involved in some kind of fundraiser or charity, so I always make sure I connect with whichever charity I'm involved in at the moment. And then with Localista Media, I am um, involved with uh, per-client um, accounts. So that comes and goes on on my own schedule. Okay, great. So that's a flexible position where you can work from home or however you want to work. Right. So that's what, what what's key, too, is, is the flexibility schedule. Um, I totally give... Um, so much credit to those who those makers out there that have the nine to fives and they still create. I know a couple of my maker friends do that. Um, luckily, I don't have to be tied down from nine to five, and I'm able to be flexible within you know my my whole day. So, Christina, tell us a little bit about how you thought this could work as a business. I mean, so many people, uh, me included, we, we start off, we see somebody else's soap. And right. In my case, that's what it was. I was totally inspired. It was all I could think about. I would come home from work and I would make soap till two in the morning. Yeah. And then, but, you know, something says, you know, this can be a business, a real business, not just, a, you know, make your money back kind of thing. So right. tell us a little bit about how you figured you could fit into that category where you just, did you have a plan? Do you write everything down? Or did you just say, well, you know what? I have nothing to lose. Let me just see what happens. What, which camp do you fall in there? Um, I fall in the camp of, especially where I live, I fell in the camp of, wow, I live in this gorgeous community. I live in this beach town. I have a certain um, enthusiasm in this in this town that I know with the product that I was delivering I just knew that it would be received well and I knew that no one else was doing it 
where I where I was, or at least doing it in the way where I wanted to, which was you know putting myself out there, being the face of my brand, showing people that that I am giving them a handmade quality product, you know, um, and also just being inspired by all the women and makers out there that I've met along the way. Um, one of a, a big inspiration that I've had, even from the very beginning, um, even before I joined Indie Business Network, was Leela Barker. Obviously, you, you guys are besties, and I've always loved seeing your travels together and your stories together. But hearing her story, you know, being a single mom and 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 making it and doing it, and every year she kept on growing and growing and growing, it really gave me that uh, drive that, you know what, she had all these obstacles in her life and she was able to, you know, uh, get to a point where she had this success. And I just knew if I, I kept at it every year, no matter what kind of growth it was, as long as I was growing, I knew that that's where I wanted to be. So I just had this deep fire of enthusiasm. You know, I'm a, the biggest cheerleader of my brand and the beach. And I knew that if I just continued at it and kept on going to all the surrounding communities that I would be welcomed. And I have, and I've gotten a really great response so far. So tell us a little bit about the being the face of your brand. What what does that mean to you? Why do you think that's important? And what are your tips for others who are who are trying to do this? And let me tell you why I think this is so important is that I think it's critical that we all be the face of our brand, but it doesn't uh -huh. come as naturally to everyone as it does apparently to you. Um, right. And it shows. So tell us a little bit about why you think that's important and how it is that you have managed to uh, propel that and what tips do you have? Well, yes, it, it, it is true. If you're, if you're not um, naturally, you know, social um, like I am, I've always been that social butterfly, always wanting to engage and have a relationship with, with someone. Um, but if you're not, if, if you're not in that way, I, I definitely would recommend trying to get out of your comfort zone because hmm. having a small business, you know, it takes tenacity, you know, it takes guts, you got to put yourself out there. And having that awareness gives you so much um, purpose. And when I connect with uh, business groups, networking meetings, I mean, seriously, Dr. Maria, every night, every night I'm involved in something, whether it's a networking group, whether it's a business meeting, whether it's just getting together with some local maker friends of mine, I'm always engaging in some kind of network or activity where it's not just me hiding behind, you know, a, a, my social media or hiding behind my website. You know, I definitely am putting my face out there. I do all, all the local festivals. I meet and greet my neighbors you know, um, I would definitely recommend at least trying to start going into a business group, maybe joining your local chamber. I'm part of the local chamber and I've gotten so many connections just go being part of the, the chamber. You know, um, now I'm endorsed by uh, the city as their wedding specialist for wedding fa wedding favors. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also involved with the local hotel and resorts here. And basically, a lot of them connected me through Instagram or they connected me at a local festival. So I really, really push people in business to definitely uh, get connected because if you get involved, it's so rewarding what you receive back.
Well, and you know, I have to follow what you just said. Uh, it's so important to be connected locally and to go to events and forget the word networking. I know a lot of people freak out when right. they hear that word. Just like go to the event, enjoy the crudite and tea and okay. have a good time. And if that's all you do, you've gotten outside of, you know, this like behind your laptop kind of thing and moved out there. But I have to shout out to B.B. Goldstein at Buying Time. <gasps> yeah, because Bebe. she, yes, she, you know, so let me just tell you, this is so funny. Like B.B. and I have worked together for a couple years now. Oh, I didn't even know that. We did. Oh. And we're also Facebook friends. Um, and she's just a delightful business colleague of mine. And so I'm scrolling through some of the pictures she was posting once and I looked and there was there was you. And I was mm -hmm. like, wait a minute. How does this, you know, it's so, I love when I see my maker members mm -hmm. and my other business colleagues together someplace because I, I just see my life like in a picture. It's like, that's oh, my life. That so, warms my heart. I love BB. I just actually saw her. Um, uh, she did a business workshop yeah. and she was a guest speaker. Yeah, and I love her so, so much. Yeah, she's so great. So I think that what you said about connecting with other people and connecting across industries is, is uh -huh. really my point. Being able to become the wedding favor, the chosen wedding favor person, that doesn't happen just because you have nice soap. It happens because you get out into your community and you mm -hmm. meet the people who are choosing and identifying the best wedding favor people. That's how it right. works. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely agree with what uh, you're saying about different outlets. You know, I definitely have my business network uh, community. I have my maker community. Mm -hmm, um, I'm mm -hmm. really proud to say I'm part of Indie Business Network. And then I'm also Yay. part <laughs> of Academy of Handmade. And okay. they're a great um, group of makers that um, yes. are in your local city. And I actually just became the leader of the South Bay chapter in Los Angeles. Awesome. So, you know, it's, it's, it's great when you have these different, um, you know, uh, outlets. Yes. Uh, in your business because yes. that way you have that backup and that support. Yes. And it makes it so much more fun. And shout out to Sharon at Academy of Handmade. We have yes. her on our um, Maker Biz chat on Instagram. Um, one oh, of nice. our very first ones. Yeah. So I, this it's it, and plus, you know what? Doesn't it make it more fun? Like it makes mm -hmm. it fun. Yeah. You look forward to it. Yes. And it, it's like a release. Sure. Yes. I mean, it's as fun as it is to make soap. You don't want to be doing it 16 hours a day. And it, <laughs> yes. if you did, you wouldn't have a business. But anyway, so tell us then a little bit about how you use social media, because when you're not at a networking event, you are working some social media. What mm -hmm. are your favorite social media outlets and what are your best ideas that you can share with others? Okay, well, my best my Christina, best are you? do you have a bunch of notes in front of you? Are you I do. Are you I do. Because this is... I'm, so I was so um, I was so excited when you asked me to be an envy. I was like, well, I definitely want to have my bullet points for sure. Oh, you're so wonderful. <laughs> want to make sure we cover them all? Then I hope I'm asking the right questions. Yeah, yeah, I'm having so much fun. Um, so the best social media tool and panel I'd have to say for me is Instagram. Um, I do have a Facebook account, but I have linked my Instagram to where when I make a post. It automatically links to Inst to my Facebook account, but Instagram definitely has been my go-to just because it's quick. It it gives the feel automatically visually to my to my customers what I'm about, colors, the the mood. It, I also share personal 
personal pictures. I'm actually in some of the pictures, um, you know, either doing what I'm doing or even my some of my family members. So I really expose myself the best on Instagram. I've actually gotten some uh, jobs out of Instagram. People have contacted me through Instagram and like big name accounts. And I actually asked them uh, one account in particular, you know, how did you find me? And it was all about the hashtags. They had they had uh, looked up certain hashtags and found me and saw my look and they said, you know, they were short on time and Instagram's really great at giving them that Insta look and feel of a brand as opposed to Facebook, you know, you'd have to really scroll and then read all the little tutorials and such. Um, so I definitely would go with Instagram for sure. Now, and Christina, then of course, when, when you say you push your Instagram post to Facebook, do you mean your business page or your personal page or both? No, business. Okay. Business page. Good. Yeah, I just definitely. wanted to clarify that. Yeah, it's all business for sure. So when you say Instagram, I heard at the end of your comment there, you mean instant, like it, it happens so quickly. So not only is it visually appealing for your target customers, but it's also fast. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it gives them that, um, it gives them the, the feeling of, you know, you're always constantly engaging, you're accessible. And, you know, you, you, you have that look that they can they can connect with. If someone who's hashtagging, you know, beach soap, or, um, you know, mm-hmm. like, and then they, they can search me and then, you know, it's a it's an instant grab. And, and how do you, like, what are your favorite Instagram apps? What do you like to use? Uh, Instagram apps? Yeah, like, uh, you know, filters or, oh, you know, posting later, scheduling, anything that you oh, okay. find helps you use Instagram more effectively. You know, one app actually that really helps, uh, it helped me a lot when I was um, preparing for my launch, and it kind of got people a little excited about it. I use the um, app Word Swag. I believe, and it was able. To, it's a it's a great app. You put pictures of what you want from your Instagram or your or um, you know a background, mm-hmm. and you can put your own picture. And then with Word Swag, you can actually write on top of your picture. Mm-hmm. You know, either I would choose Countdown with me or Countdown Day Four, Countdown mm-hmm. Day Three, and it shows your personal picture that you chose, but it also gives them a little blurb of mm-hmm. what you're trying to. Uh, to showcase. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely um, use word swag. And how often do you post? Is this like three or four or five times a day more for you? What do you think is the right balance for you? I try to post at least once a day. Um, I have posted maybe like a morning post and a night post, but usually it's once a day just to throw in what I'm working on. Um, sometimes I throw in a quote. Um, sometimes I throw in just a visual uh, picture of of where I'm at, like where I live. And just to show people, it's kind of like my story. If someone opened up a journal or a diary of soapsies, I feel that my Instagram does a really good job at that. That is such a good analogy. If someone were to open up a journal of my business, if they wanted one, they could just go to my Instagram and start at the beginning and come forward. Yeah. That's a nice way to look at it. And you know what else that tip does is it helps it be, first of all, once a day is so doable. I mean, for anybody mm-hmm. thinking, oh my gosh, I don't have time. 
you do have once every 24 hours to invest in your business to take a pretty picture. After all, you right. sell you sell pretty products. You should have some pretty pictures. Yeah. Um, so so in doing it, you know, only once a day at a, at a minimum, and you're getting the results that you're getting. But also, you know, having this approach of it's not just oh my gosh, I have to post to Instagram. It's like mm-hmm. oh my goodness, I get to tell the world my story. Right. Yeah, and that's how I feel. I feel everyone loves to hear a story. Mm-hmm. Everyone likes to share a story. And it might be intimidating to some to be that exposed. But the reward is so much bigger. It is so much bigger. Because then people really connect with you and your products. I mean, every one of my products on the packaging, my sister does my graphics. Um, and she also is an artist. And she's drawn on each packaging you know, a sense of place of that particular name of product. So, for instance, I have a soap named Esplanade, and that's named Esplanade because right where I live, there's a place called Esplanade where you can go view the ocean. It's a really great uh, space to go for a beach walk. And my sister drew the Esplanade street sign on the label. So every time you get a piece of my product, whatever it was, you get to have a story connected from me. So nice. that's that's how I feel. I feel that each one has a has, shares a story of 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 my connection to Redondo or to the beach or just to my life, really. Lovely. It's so inspiring. Tell us, Christina, about your separate income streams for your business. You have your retail, you have wholesale, you do the custom gifts. Tell us what all of those are so we can get like a really well-rounded picture of how your business works. So um, my main my main accounts and um, focuses, I have actually become because I've been so involved in the community and I've made so many connections and friends um, um, here in the South Bay, I have actually become really busy with private labels and custom orders. So I'm associated with a local resort and hotel currently and um, what started as just one private label order for uh, soap, now it's growing into multiple products mm. and now they want to put a package together. So it's really cool because I'm actually growing within uh, one account. Mm-hmm. So I really I really enjoy that. Um, so I have the custom label with them and, and they're one of the biggest resorts here so it keeps me busy. Um, and then I'm involved in because I'm part of the chamber, I've become endorsed by, um, because they endorsed me with um, being their wedding favor specialist. Now I'm endorsed by Robbins Brothers, which is an engagement ring store here. Um, kind of, uh, they have multiple stores, but I'm involved with um, with their wedding soap. So whenever they have a, um, an engaged couple come in, I get referred, and then as their premier uh, wedding favors specialists and then so now I have uh, wedding accounts so a lot of my business at the moment has become private label or custom order and that's just based on my my connections and networking within my community Um, I'd say my my second um, income with um, my business would be from my festivals I do a lot of the local shows around here a lot of local festivals we actually have a summer festival coming up next 
a weekend here in Redondo Beach in the Riviera Village that I'm a part of. Um, and then I also actually collaborate with a lot of fellow makers in the community. We do a lot of pop-up shows um, here at the Beach Cities. So that keeps me involved with my maker friends, but then it also gives a different um, side of my business. It's not so mainstream. Um, I did do a really big, one of my biggest shows actually a couple weeks ago um, in downtown LA by the Staples Center. I was involved in LA Live. There was a special uh, event called Dark Nights at LA Live. And Don Maria, it was magical. I mean, it was about 30,000 plus people all in the center of downtown LA. And even though it was such a huge amount of people and I did really well business-wise, just being in that energy gave me that push to, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Because I would have never imagined a year ago I would be involved in all these magical events that I'm in. And, and you also obviously have retail off your website, right? Yes, retail so, off my website. And, I, you know, I am in a transition because I am still learning. I, I just celebrated my one year in business a couple weeks ago. and Congratulations. I, Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And I, I'm, I'm learning how to, you know, manage all these different outlets. You know, I do also have stockists that I have to make sure are mm-hmm. are stocked and Mm -hmm. to be to be honest you know this is just me putting myself out there again Mm -hmm. um i'd have to say my website i haven't put as like it will probably be the last one that i put um that i Mm -hmm. stock because Mm -hmm. i'm so involved with my custom orders my Mm -hmm. private labels Mm -hmm. and then my stockists Mm -hmm. but i know i need to work on that and and i can i can admit that but well i can tell you that it it may not be fancy but it's very easy to navigate Mm -hmm. and i was not at all confused i mean you know some sometimes people try to put too much stuff at their website right um yours is very beautiful your graphic designer did a wonderful job i love the anchor you You know simplicity is beautiful is a beautiful thing and especially on the internet if it's too complicated people just don't do anything so um, I, I love that you that you mentioned that. But here's what's uh, what I'm hearing too. That's so wonderful is that you you didn't really plan all this awesomeness and all this magic that you're experiencing at these shows. You, it just kind of seems to have grown. I mean, in a, in a way that's kind of like, okay, well, that's probably a good next step. Let's do that. And but yeah. you have really good instincts. Like, for example, what another thing that I think I'm hearing from you, and I want you to tell me if this is the case, is that most people, when they look at a show, they're like, how many people are going to be there? And, um, you know, how much do I need to bring? And how much money do I expect to clear, you know, after I pay my booth fee and everything? And that's right. Great. Obviously, you have to think of those things. But the other thing that I don't hear much talk about is what you said, and that is the energy and the magic. Uh-huh. If you put that into a show, number one, you're probably not going to ever choose an unprofitable show if the energy is really good. So if you look for a place that has awesome energy, you automatically eliminate the ones that are going to there's no guarantees, but you pretty much come close to eliminating the ones that are going to stink. Right. Definitely. Um, looking back, every single show, Donna Maria, every single show, I've, I've gotten something back from it. Even if I didn't make that many sales in something, I've always come back with a learning lesson mm. or I've come back with a relationship or I've come back with a connection. Mm-hmm. Um, I've come back with, 
you know, um, meeting a maker friend. I mean, there the possibilities are endless. And I didn't really do this business all for the profit and the money. And believe me, yes, I it, it is a, a main factor, but it's not the only factor. And that's why I feel me being positive all the time and putting myself out mm-hmm. there and mm-hmm. really getting involved. I have received so much. Um, I've received so many relationships that I'm 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 building in, into mm-hmm. into substantial you know connections in my community that mm. I feel now being known in the community it really helps me uh, you know um, learn more about my client mm-hmm. because to be honest the the in the beginning what I thought was my client in the beginning has totally changed now. Mm-hmm. And that's because of all the things that I've involved myself in and all the groups that I've uh, mm-hmm. been a part of and joined and all the fundraisers and charities mm-hmm. I've, I've gone to. So, you know, it's surprising myself sometimes, but mm-hmm. it's been a good surprise. Well, and I think, I think in all of our cases as entrepreneurs, the, the definition of your target customer at its very, very core uh-huh. may stay the same, but the contours change. Uh-huh. The contours change. You know, people evolve, your brand evolves, technology evolves, the world evolves, your industry evolves. Everything is constantly in movement. And so while it is really important to narrowly define that as as you must have done from the very beginning, you kind of got to, you know, massage the outside constantly to make sure that you are changing with your audience and moving and growing with them. Yes, definitely. And and let me just remind, remind our listeners once again, I'm at my mom's house. Thank you for your patience with the beeping alarm, which is, (laughs) which is malfunctioning. And of course now my son who's getting restless in the background there, (laughs) I'm like, mommy, when are you going to be done? But you know, again, I, I, you know, I'm so excited to be able to bring this, to everyone from wherever I am, which is really important to me. So Christina, you talked about how you've moved into all these different areas and, you know, you have retail at your website, but eh, you know, there's only so many hours in a day. What kind of help do you have? What kind of help do you envision getting as you continue to grow your business? What are your, what are you going through in that area of your business at this time? So presently, I am in a position where I have realize that I cannot do everything on my own. <laughs> so um, actually, BB helped me realize that um, at the workshop last week. But um, she helped guide me um, to start delegating certain jobs that, that I don't necessarily have to do all the time on mm-hmm. my own. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start incorporating um, um, websites and applications where I can delegate certain things that I don't have to do all the time. Like scheduling for instance mm-hmm. and um, setting up appointments mm-hmm. instead of having people call me or mm-hmm. email me I can use a third party so that that could be taken out of my equation mm-hmm. um, another transition I'm realizing is I am running out of room <laughs> Donna Maria so um, you know I live at the beach and one can imagine living at the beach you have smaller uh, smaller quarters mm-hmm. um, so I'm looking possibly into renting out a soap studio space nearby because I can only hold so many things. And now that my orders and my demands are getting bigger, I need to plan ahead to mm-hmm. have enough space to accommodate that. So I'm in a lot of little transitional um, areas right now where mm-hmm. I have to 
delegate other duties that I that I could afford to, and um, also maybe making some more room, and maybe even sacrificing my dining room table. There was talks. <laughs> there was talks about that. That you know, maybe I don't need this table here anymore. Maybe it's time that I make more space. So, um, yeah, I'm just. I'm doing a little moving around, um, as you can say. Yeah, see, I, I bet your um, living space smells so good and so beachy <laughs> and so fresh. I yeah, bet it does. I, do, I do love it. I do love it. Oh, gosh. Well, I'm sure you'll you'll eventually find the perfect place. And with all the connections you have, it wouldn't surprise me if you found a place that was big enough for you to collaborate with other people and have even more fun with makers mm-hmm. and other business colleagues in your business. Well, oh, that would be such a great idea. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, we have some, some Indie Business Network members, of course, who are doing that. So tell us, what does the future look like for your business? Where are you looking to drive things to over the next five years, Christina? Oh man. Okay. So, well, the next five years, I definitely, I'm in the process right now of doing, um, creating some new products, and I'm excited about that. I plan to launch that probably fall, late fall or so, um, and I want to collaborate um, with more established um, uh, companies. Um, there's some talks I might collaborate with another maker. So, I just feel that I want to uh, continue growing. Um, and and possibly become you know um, that staple uh, soap wedding favor specialist here with all the hotels that I have. I just know that that's a huge industry here. I love weddings. Um, it actually would bring me back to where I started with my sister's wedding soap. So it would be like a full circle story, you know. Um, and I I just love catering to people. I love making people happy and. I just I know how to organize, and that would be really cool if I could just um, continue to be doing that. Because even though I love, I do love being out there and going to the shows and having my stuff being sold in in stockists and other locations. Um, I really like catering to like one p- specific person and and customizing what they want mm-hmm. and and delivering what they had in their mind and their ideas and then me producing it when they actually see the finished product you know it's like th- them telling their own story but with my product and with my handmade you know skills so, so that that to me would be really great if I if I could um, you know uh, sink into that field but for right now, I have been really busy with um, scheduling all my summer shows and um, almost even getting locking down my winter shows. And I'm I'm having a lot of fun. I'm meeting a lot of people along the way, and I'm I'm just involved in a lot of you know networking and groups and friends. And it's just been a really great business life so far, and I'm really appreciative. I'm so I, I'm the energy just um, in this episode of my podcast is so amazing. I'm so inspired by how much fun you're having. And by how far you've come in just, you know, a 12 month period of time. It's so exciting to see. So, um, you know, here at the Indie Business Network and at the Indie Business Podcast, we're all about independence. We're all about flexibility and fun. Christina, what does being indie mean to you? Oh, indie to me means having that that freedom to create and to and to explore and having that that awareness that you can do anything you can think of 
if you just have that support and that belief system. You know, you, you can't do everything by yourself, but with that indie support, I feel that, you know, you can, you can create your own story and, and, every, and, and people will, will gravitate to you because you'll be authentic. And I, that's how I feel. I feel being an indie is having that authenticity and that connectivity to, to your skill and your brand. Oh, I love the sound of that. So we've almost come to the end here. But as you know, we have a few rapid fire interrogation questions for you, Christina. I, I oh, cool. put my background as an attorney to work and really do a deep dive on my guests. Oh, man. So, okay. Um, yeah, and, let's, and let's go take a dip. Let's that's why we'll tell Donna. everybody this is this is the part of your of, of our of our interview that we didn't plan for at least you I didn't tell you about these questions so um, let's just get right down to it your website says this the beach has always been my companion through rough, rough waters and calm tides if you could visit one beach in the whole world that you've never been to before Christina what would it be Ooh, one beach I've never ever been to. I love, love, love the exotic tropics. Um, so I would really love to visit Bali. I really would love to visit Bali one day and, right. and enjoy the beaches of Bali. I think that would be beautiful. Okay, well, we want to see that on your vision board. I bet it'll happen. Yeah. Um, next question. Um, your website also says that you're a playful person. What's your favorite game? Ooh, uh, playful. Well, I'm very playful with um, it's very beach. I love to do a lot of beach activities. So I like to do yoga and I like to do be, um, it's called stand up paddleboard yoga. So here we just call it SUP, S-U-P. So I like to do stand up paddleboard yoga. We go out um, into the harbor on these, on our big paddle boards and we're in the middle of the ocean and we frolic amongst the sea lions and some dolphins sometimes come peep up their heads and we're just, you know, getting our morning stretch in right in the middle of the harbor with all the little sea animals and sea life. So it's a really great feeling. I want to move there. <laughs> last, <laughs> last question, very last question. You, uh, you know, are obviously really into, you know, sunshine and happiness and, and all the things that kind of go along with that. Um, but also, you know, the beach is all about seawater. There's, there's you know, salt water. There's salt mm -hmm. everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Right. So, and that makes me think of, you know, cuisine. So tell us, what yeah. is your favorite, favorite beach food? Your favorite on the shore food to eat at the oh, beach. Oh, okay. Best, 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 ultimate. Um, I enjoy immensely just eating fresh crab. Crab is my thing. And I have the favorite spot here in Redondo that I've actually been going to since I was four years old. Oh my. My, par my parents have been taking me there since I was four. And now I'm fortunate enough that I live so close. I just ride my bike down there to the pier and I get some crab and you... I throw down some just regular old newspaper and you just start cracking right there and just open air, cracking the crab, being right next to the ocean, nothing better. Oh, why can't the whole world be Redondo Beach, right? <laughs> you have to tell us the name. You have of the, to you come have visit. To, You're I always will. welcome to come visit. Thank you. I would love to see you work a room, girl, because you really <laughs> got it going on. What is the name of the restaurant? We have to know that in case we ever oh, are there. Okay. They've been around, oh my gosh, since the 60s. It's called Quality Seafood. They're right on the Redondo Beach Pier. It's old school, authentic 
they get the fish right out of the water, uh -huh. throw it in the tub, hose it down, and then it's on your plate. Well, I love that it's that old, and it's also so got that old name, Quality Seafood. Yeah, like, it does. Know, it really does. It's, you it's, know it's been around for a yeah. while when it's called Quality Seafood. Yeah, it's simple at its best. <laughs> what do you dip your crab in? Anything, it's or is it simple. just totally raw? No butter? What, what, what do you put it in? Um, well, I'm part Asian, so I was always raised with a lot of vinegar in mm -hmm. the house. Mm -hmm. So I like to do just regular white distilled vinegar and um, the crab. So that's that's oh, that's wow. my style. That is so amazing. I've never heard of that. Um, but that's something that we can all try. And we got to get out there to, to quality seafood. Shout yeah. out to you guys. <laughs> so, oh, Christina, this has been such a delight. Thank you for sharing some of your tips and where you've gone in 12 months. We can all grab, you know, six or eight nuggets from what you just shared and put them to work in our business. And that's what we're all about here at the Indie Business Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to share. Oh, of course, Donna Marie. I really appreciate you and all the indie business that um, has done for me. So thank you again. My pleasure. You're welcome. Everybody check out Christina at SoapSeas.com. Get out there to Redondo Beach and just track her down. It's it's She's hard to miss with that smile. You'll, you'll <laughs> find her for sure. Oh, thank <laughs> all you. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye now. Okay. Bye, Donna Maria. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Christina Wenstrom of Soap Seas in Redondo Beach, California. Let's talk about some of the tips and ideas Christina shared in this episode. First, go outside and play in your community. Christina has built her business around being with people in her local area. Attracted as much by her as they are by her products, other business owners are collaborating with Christina because she is pleasant and easy to get along with. Oh, and her products are great too. Number two, use Instagram. Christina says that her business has grown in large part because of Instagram. As we heard, you don't have to post incessantly. Please don't do that. It's like spam. You don't have to post five, six, seven, eight times a day to attract business using this platform. Use hashtags as well as Christina's once a day posting approach to build a following. And thirdly, evolve. Christina says that after just 12 short months in business, her business is nothing like it was when she first started it. It's so important to plan as you go and be flexible as you move forward. Nothing stays the same, not your customers and not you. Your business has to evolve as well. You can subscribe to Indie Business Podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, and you can also listen at my website at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash podcast. And while you're on iTunes, I would love it and be so appreciative if you would help me out by rating this podcast. It just helps me so much to know that you appreciate the amazing stories I bring you on this podcast. And it really just encourages me to find the next best stories to tell you. I would really appreciate your feedback about how this podcast is helping you build a stronger, more profitable and fun business. I love the maker community. I love serving you. And I'm so excited to be a part of this wonderful time in business with you. I'll see you on the next episode of the Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder and create the life you love.